Welcome to episode 56 of the Horror Dads podcast. I'm your host, John, joined by my brother-in-law and co-host, Jamie. What is up, man? Welcome. What's up, dude? What's going on, buddy? Oh, man. Just uh, celebrating that 2021 vibe, right? 2022 vibe? No, 2021. Today we are what celebrating are we even talking about 2021. Today? Yeah, we are going to do a, a year in memoriam. Hell of a year it was. Yeah, um, so we uh, we take the best of everything, so... There have been some funny memes about 2020 and 2021 about how shitty it was, but I feel like it was a pretty good year, man. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of those years where we thought it couldn't get any worse, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it didn't, I don't think. I, I think don't it think got it got slightly either. better. Yeah, it improved a little. I mean, my mental health did. You know? <clears throat> yeah, I think everybody's did. We all got out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Omicron kind of came and took a shit on all of our chests. And, uh, dude, we had some highlights this year. We had Michael Myers came back. Yeah. yeah with yeah. a goddamn vengeance. He was mad. Yeah, he, he was, was pretty mad. He said, you told me 2020, now it's 2021 that I'm being released and I'm extra pissed. Tommy was pissed also. Yeah. Yeah, so we're the focus of this episode, we're going to... Um, we're going to do a 2021 wrapped, so we're going to do a best of 2021. This is Jamie and I's opinion, uh, not anybody else's, so we're each going to pick five. We're going to talk <laughs> about ten films, uh, but uh, if you're new to the show, we always catch up in the beginning and uh, do some do some uh, brotherly love, talk about what we've been doing, and then we'll jump into the theme of our episode. Yeah. But uh, before we do that, man, what have you been watching? Okay, so I did a lot of catching up um, on the year. As a whole, Dude, uh, there was so much we didn't whew, see. There's still a shit ton I haven't seen. When you floated this topic, I was like, "Yeah, that'll be that'll be a nice quick burn." And then I was like, "What the f- like? I I I can't not see some of these and yeah. not have them on my list potentially." Right. I felt the same way, but you know, you get to a point where it's just like, "Fuck it." Yeah. Um, I noticed that for me, a lot of the stuff that you had to buy or rent, I just like didn't see. You know, <laughs> and it, it's not because I was being a cheap ass. Really, it was just like, ah, uh, you know. I'll just wait I didn't for like it to... Candyman because it was six bucks, you know, and like, yeah. I, so I didn't see it. Yeah. But there's some movies like Werewolf Within I really want to see, but you can't rent it. You got to buy it for 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, I'm just not ready to do that. So, so you didn't, I mean, neither of us saw anything, but so you spent a lot of time catching up on the 2021 I did, year. but I also started uh, Archive 81 on Netflix. I saw our buddy Adrian's wife. Um, she had posted about that. Um, our buddy Mago lives. So yeah. what, what do you think of it? It's pretty much all the rage right now. Yeah. I, I'm still kind of in the middle. I'm on episode five, I think. Yeah. So, uh, you know me, I kind of like to get lost in shit. So I'm still in the middle of it, um, neck deep in the story. There's a lot of, it's definitely worth a watch. There's a lot of yeah. uh, interesting stuff going on. Did you see anything in the theater with me? <sighs> so that was going to be my family antics. So, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Jamie and I went and saw the new scream, uh, together. We had a very rare night where it was me, my wife, Jamie, uh, his wife who's also my sister. So the four of us got to, to head out and see scream five and, um, we won't do any spoilers here, but I think on the whole, uh, we really enjoyed it. You know, I, I loved it and, um, I can't wait to see it again in the theater. Like I'm going to make a point to go, even if it's by myself, Uh, I really want to see it one more time in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I my immediate reflection. I had some like pacing um, questions. Uh, I loved all the nods. I loved the nostalgia. I, I really kind of enjoyed how uh, like Ghostface is nasty in this one. Uh, he's pretty yeah. pretty mean. So um, we we won't go any further than that. But 
appreciate the nostalgia. Uh, I'm glad they took their time with it, and you know they gave a shit about it, which was cool. So for sure, which did you like better, uh, Halloween Kills or Scream? Scream, definitely, definitely. And I was more excited for Scream as well. Same, yeah. I, I felt, and I guess we can talk about. Well, maybe we won't. I, I will say this: my wife and I were like two minutes from the theater, and you and your wife got there first. Yeah, and you called me. Did you hear yet? And your wife was like, shut up. You were like bouncing off the walls in there. Dude, I was, I, I had this like. You couldn't wait. We went out to dinner in advance, but just my wife and I. Um, and then we end up sitting down and like the people that own the building of the hair salon she works in end up sitting down next to us in this like really intimate kind of restaurant. So it basically was like we had dinner with this couple. They probably left and were like, that fucking guy. Because I honestly was like, oh, scream. Uh, let me uh, hit, hit you up with the lineage. So in 1996, I just like was motor mouth and I couldn't like, we, we leave the restaurant. My wife's looking at me. She's like, what? you embarrassed me, you fuck. No, honestly, she was like, what? Did you, are you on something? And I was like, no, I'm just so excited about this. And I definitely was not that way for Halloween. I'm on that scream juice. I know, man. Um, but, That's funny. Uh, what I've been watching, so you hit your family antic, and you talked about what you've been watching. Yep. So I've been watching, I, I rewatched through Halloween 6. Now, I know you might say, why would you do that this time of year? I know It's why. the middle of winter. It's six degrees outside today. Uh, you should be watching the thing on repeat, which I have been. However, I watched Halloween 6 because we were lucky enough to be invited on a show uh, of a, a horror content creator, comrade of ours, uh, Kenny Sledge and his wife, Ashley Sledge. Yeah, they're big YouTube people. Um, yeah, uh, Sledgehammer Horror. So he does this segment called My First Horror Movie. Uh, so he had Jamie and I both on My First Horror Movie. And we talked about the first horror movie we ever watched. And mine was Halloween 6. So I took the time to kind of go through that slow. Nice. I've also been watching through uh, X-Files again. Just started that up. Um, and I started uh, Yellow Jackets. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How far are you in that? Um, well, I did the thing with my wife where I was like, Hey, I think you might like this show. And then before I kn- knew it, you I got to blow your nose. And then it's like, she's four episodes deep, dude. I got yellow jacketed and yeah. it was like, <laughs> in my neck and she's like at the end of the se- the series. So, right. uh, I'm tiptoeing. I-, I think I might be on episode three or something like that. Um, or just finished three. So, uh, it's definitely, you know, a slow kind of methodical, thoughtful, um, it's flashy. It's sexy as hell. It looks cool. Yeah. Uh, so I dig it. Yeah. <clears throat> so far, so good. Yeah, we finished it. Um, it's one of those where we're so used to these limited series now. I'm going to yeah. touch on a few with my uh, year in review, but um, it's hard for me now to finish a season and be like, wait, what? Yep. There's more? You know, know what I mean? So, I know. Uh, it's, it's like, not to ruin anything for you, but just know that, like, there's more seasons to come, so you're not going to get that, like, neat little package that we always, that we're used to getting. And typically it's like, all right, I'm going to watch through Lost for the first time. And then you have the entire thing in front of you, right? And you're like, oh, I could just watch nine seasons of TV and be set for three I will three never months. fucking watch Lost again. I know, but my, my point I, I know. <laughs> my point I just, is, you, you don't you have to wait. Me. Yeah. All right, take it easy, bud. You threw a, a wrench in my throat. Um, yeah, no, I've been watching through um, X-Files. I actually just started season five of X-Files. <sighs> yeah. Dude. A little bit. There's some great fucking episodes in season five, dude. Because it goes back to Monster of the Week pretty heavy. Are so good. Yeah, four is super uh, heavy on the mythological, which is good. I mean, the first the first five seasons I think are great. Um, yeah, you're you're 
pretty much at the top of the iceberg. Um, and then you're going to start sledding downhill. I'm going to do uh, the thing too, where you watch the movies in order and you've never even watched the movies, No, which never. makes no sense. Never one of them. Yeah. And I love that show. So goddamn yeah, I don't, much. I don't, it doesn't even make sense to me. All right. So let's talk Whatever. about what, what we've been buying or are planning on buying. Yes. So I, before we depart from X-Files, I know I just went, we're supposed to volley, but I'm going to take do the mic up. back. Yep. Um, loudmouth threads. That fucking guy's awesome. I just found out he's a tattoo artist as well. So yeah, I uh, think somebody had told us that. Yeah, in Jersey. Um, everyone in Jersey is great. Yeah. Love you all. But um, he is uh, releasing this Friday a Fluke Man X-Files design. Is that the glow-in-the-dark one? Dude, I'm all yeah. the fuck over That's that. That's amazing. So, uh, Friday is probably the day this episode is going to come out. Friday, January uh, 28th. Um, loudmouth Threads. See you on the shop. Stay away from the L's because I'm going to buy one for me. Just kidding. Support that dude. He's great. Uh, but what about you, man? What you been buying? Or what are you so looking at? So I went to Etsy. I keep seeing these uh, like VHS lamps. Have you seen these? <laughs> yeah. So I went to Etsy and I bought one. I bought the Scream oh, no, VHS did, lamp. Did, Kate's, did my sister see this? Your wife? It hasn't come yet. Oh. I just ordered it. Uh, Etsy is not Amazon. So it takes, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're not getting that shit in two days. Right. Um, it's because someone like us is like carefully packaging it ex- and like dude, exactly. driving it to which, the post office, which I appreciate. It's yeah. worth the wait. Uh, I'll be excited to get it when it's in my hands. And then I ordered last night. I've been, if you want a Blu-ray and it seems just a little too pricey for you, just wait <laughs> because I bought assault on precinct 13, the John Carpenter version, which oh. I've just been eyeing up from screen factory. And it's always like 30 bucks. And I'm like, I want it. But uh, so I found it last night, the Shout Factory version for $13.99 oh, on Amazon. Dude. Snatched it right up. 13 bucks for Assault on Precinct. Yeah, 13. dude. Nice. Way nice. Super right. excited I to get that. To I love that movie. Get that lamp going. I might have to get one for down here. Yeah. I, that, I was thinking like, let's see how this is. John's going to want one if it's... Before I know it, I have seven lamps down here. Yeah. And my wife's like, that's it! <laughs> Just becomes a basement of lamps. <laughs> Because you can get them for any movie, essentially. Yeah. You know, they make them for, you this, can get any color, any movie. Yeah. All right. Well, you need one for every season. So, and What color do you think I went with? Oh, I don't know. For what? You said Scream? Yeah. I went with Blue, oh. which is weird. Weird choice. A little bit, but. Yeah, whatever. You, you can get a red one, too, for summer. I thought, like, yeah, I thought red would just be with the orange walls and the red. I just thought it might be too, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> go into shock when you go into your office. Yeah, and I didn't want my kids to be like, oh, God, that's scary tape. Probably the uh, least scary thing in my office. Seriously. But what are, you, what are you wearing over there, man? I'm actually rocking the uh, Friday the 13th VHS. He had a name for it. Um, Death by Video or Death by VHS. Cavity oh, Colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raglan. It was like a one-off. Yeah, that was like a buy or hour die. sale or something. Yeah. That's what he calls a buy or die. And, it, you know, it's got the VHS flying through and shit, so. I am currently wearing something that is unique to just four people on this planet. And uh, it is a Horror Dad's hoodie. So I've got the Horror Dad skull tee printed on the back. Um, so I put this on with the intent of gauging interest. So, uh, guys, if you're interested in some more merch and more apparel, uh, please let us know. Um, but just know that. When we do this, it's a pretty hefty investment from our end. So that's why we uh, try and do pre-sales when we can. But, you know, it's typically a couple thousand bucks out of our pockets um, to to stock up on this merch. 
uh, and we front the cost and then reimburse ourselves after the fact and and hopefully break even. So this is not a <laughs> this is not a money making endeavor. This is a we want um, some, it's a passion project. Yeah, we want merch in your hands. So hopefully you guys uh, have an interest in that and hit us up if you do. Uh, we'd love to get some merch out to you. Um, so I think that covers everything. You did your family antic already, uh, but I need to do mine. I and did, it, but real quick, before you begin yours, I just wanted to add a little to mine. I was in my office working today, and I hear my youngest son say to my wife, when's it going to be fall? And she was like, well, honey, it's winter. Like, And he was like, yeah, but I miss, I love Halloween. I love fall. And he started like doing like a whine, like, I love fall. I was like, that is my boy. Yeah, that's uh, very heartwarming. It is. Very heartwarming. My other son's like, Easter's only a couple months away. Yeah. Yeah, Ryland's oldest son, his favorite holiday is Easter, and no one. Jamie's favorite son, Ryland. <laughs> favorite? No, old. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So my family antic actually is related to you and I, man. Um. So la- last Saturday, uh, when I came over to watch the Packers game, which ended up being a shit show. Um, Mm-mm-mm-mm. Jamie and I got. I think we mentioned this last episode. We got this. Uh, or on our Patreon, maybe we we got this horror trivial pursuit game, and it is honestly the hardest game. On it's like learning trigonometry. It's so difficult. Some of them, yeah, yeah, and, and then occasionally you get the what's the one we had for Intruder? It was like, what kind the of store did the movie take, yeah. Intruder from 1989 take place in? And we were just like hugging, dude. I almost like did a lap around the house, and it was for a pie piece too. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Um, but for every one of those, you have like. Name the seven seals of death in the movie The Undertaker's Crypt. Yeah. Like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> but, so, the game's tough, and it, it takes probably on average, like, somewhere around 100 questions for us to get through it. Yeah. So, it's a lot to go through. Um, and that's just Jamie and I. But we're sitting there playing it, and my daughter was doing the, like, she was having a needy moment where she just wanted to be near me as my seven-year-old. And I was like, uh, babe, we're, we're playing this game. You might not want to hear some of this, so why don't you go um, play with your cousin, like play with Aunt Katie. And she's like, no, I, I just want to listen. I think I, I think I know some of these. And then we kept reading the questions, and it was like, what was Janice's eye soldered shut with in the, in the, <laughs> film, uh, in the film The Midnight Stalker? And she'd be like, mm, soldered. So- what is that again? And I was, I'd be like, um, when you get kissed on the eye, who kissed her on the eye? So, uh, we had to keep, keep tiptoeing, but we, we quickly had to evict her from the room just because, uh, some of the questions were getting a little spicy, but, uh, that was a lot of fun. That game's a lot of fun. And, uh, we're trying to think of a way to maybe set this up to do it with our patrons. Uh, if you guys would potentially be interested in, in doing that with us for those of, of you that are patrons, hit us up, let us know. Um, we might do a game night. It would night. be a lot of fun if it uh, could go off without a hitch. I feel like stuff like that always is like, this is going to be amazing. And then like after 72 minutes of troubleshooting and what connection issues. Oh, yeah. Does the <laughs> solder <laughs> exactly. uh, repeat that one more time? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So speaking of Patreon, I uh, do want to invite some folks to join uh, if you are in the market for some more horror, dot, horror dads content, we've got a $5 tier and a $10 tier. You could find us on patreon.com slash horror dads. Uh, but we have four new patrons to welcome, man. Yes. I just need to impress that we dude, 
Thank we you did our last so episode two weeks ago, and we have four new patrons to welcome. And we were actually just saying that I think we're approaching a year on Patreon, right? Yeah, we are. Um, so there's a lot of content on there that you would unlock immediately if you joined, but uh, we need a to year's welcome... worth. I know, dude. Uh, we need to welcome our buddy Julie Emmerich, um, who's a good pal of, of mine and my wife's. Hey, Julie, thank you. Julie, thank you so much. I also have your artwork hanging down here um, in my basement. Uh, oh, shit, that's something else I've been buying, this super rad uh, skull artwork over here. Um, so oh, yeah. At, uh, at Jules Emmerich on, on Instagram. Um, talented artist, great photographer, good friend, um, and love hanging out with uh, both she and her husband. So, Julie, thank you for joining. Uh, Cami Mosley uh, is a buddy of ours. We met through the guys in Alone in the Dark. Cammy lives out uh, lives out west, and I know that she's a screenwriter, and she's just been nominated for some uh, projects that she's been doing for some awards. So yeah, Cammie, that's amazing, Cammy. Thank you. Can't re- wait to read some of your stuff, and thank you for joining uh, joining the crew. We appreciate that. Um, we also have David Weir up in Canada. David, David, dude, you're amazing to talk to. You love the same music that we do. Um, it's been great to to get to know you and to chat with you. Uh, and, and I know you. Uh, I think you've taking on a new role. You've been working nights and you were saying how we are a great companion through your night shift. So thank you so much, man. Can't wait to bring you more and more content. Means a ton, buddy. And uh, chatting, chatting with David is like, it's, it's like, Oh, is this just one of our friends that we went to high school with? Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome as hell. Um, And then the other person is ZC Kroll. He's an author. Uh, That's his pseudonym. Um, His, his real name, Zach. Uh, Zach's great, great guy. Someone I've rekindled uh, friendship with. I actually went to college with him. Incredibly talented off author Jamie and I have had some really fun, funny nights with him uh, yeah. in the past. Uh, he's a great dude. But uh, Zach, thank you so much, man. Uh, means the world, and we hope you dig uh, dig the content. Thanks so much, buddy. So we plugged our Patreon. Uh, please go to horrordads.com if you're interested in buying some merch. We've got some T-shirts on there. Um, and <clears throat> if you like the show, uh, please leave us a review um, on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Uh, or on Audible, wherever you listen to your podcast, there's a review platform pretty much everywhere now. So helps us get found, um, helps the algorithm. So we appreciate that. And follow us on social media everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, slash Horror Dads. We're also on the Slasher app. And that's enough of me trying to sell to you. Thank you for listening. Let's let the ball drop on 2021. What do you think, man? Let's do it. All right, buddy. Well, do you want to start us off here? We'll volley back and forth. Yeah. Do you want to uh, get into some honorable mentions now or do you want to wait? Let's do them after because I think some of my honorable mentions might be some others picks. Cool. Works for me. You want to start? I will start us off. All right. All right. So my number five is, uh, so I had, this is a replacement. I had one. I'm not going to mention it. I realized that it actually came out in 2020. Oh. Scratched it. Added this one in. Uh, This one I just watched the other day. Great movie. It's called The Night House. Do you guys believe in ghosts? I think there's something in my house. My husband took the boat out on the lake. 
He took a, a handgun that I didn't even know that we owned. And uh, so this one stars Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, um, Evan Jonikit, who's in literally every. I, I watched three <laughs> things the past week. He was in every one. And I was like, this guy is the new fucking horror it thing. Uh, this is directed by David Bruckner. This movie is, uh, it's one of those where, so it's a typical haunted house film, essentially, yeah. uh, where you're kind of peeling back the layers of an onion as you go, you know? Uh, so it's about this, uh, wife whose husband died unexpectedly. Uh, so she goes to the lake house that he built for her and she's packing it up, trying to sell it. And, uh, as she's packing up, she's going through stuff. Uh, she starts, you know, uncovering some details that yeah. she didn't previously know and that I don't want to spoil. Uh, but it's one of those where you're kind of uncovering a, a mystery and um, some dark secrets along the way. Really fucking powerful performance by Rebecca Hall. Um, she carry, I mean, she carries a film. She kind of has to. There's other characters, but they're all ancillary. So she is powerhouse in this. Uh, it's a well-written story. And, um, you know, it, it's got its flaws. What movie doesn't, but right. super fucking interesting and, uh, definitely some scary moments too. Where does it is, what's the setting? Where does it kind of take place? I don't know if it ever actually says, but does it feel at, like a uh, new England area? Cause I have like a farmhouse in new England in my brain. Just picture a lake farm. house, honestly. Oh, okay. Hey. Just like a typical lake you know it takes place a lot of woods she's surrounded by woods and she does walks on woodsy paths yeah but you know it's one of those movies we were just talking about something else it's got a lot of space to it you know yeah uh it's got a lot of room to breathe but a lot of independent films are kind of that way anyways yeah yeah atmospheric yeah 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 i've not seen this one but our buddy with the uh we love horror podcast michael um he i think this was one of the ones that he had recommended right he said this one and yeah, yeah, it was. I remember he had asked if we'd seen it. Yeah. Uh, but our buddy Chris Obert, he also, he loved this one. He, he actually left the theater when he saw it and texted us, I think, and was like, you guys have to see this. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, I, I still haven't seen this one, so. I think this is one of those two that actually was released or ready to go in 2020, uh, but with everything um, yeah. going on, it hit the theater, I think, in August of this year. All right, so I, I'm going to do my homework. And hopefully on the next uh, time we record, I'll have watched that so I can I can speak to it. But I'll check that one out. Thanks for the recommendation. And, uh, yeah, and that one's on. That one be found. Yep. So that's on Amazon as a rental. So it was like three four ninety nine. Okay. Cool. Very good. All right. Um, I'll head to my number five then. I'm going to go with a Netflix film actually uh, called "There's Someone Inside Your House." Look, it's pretty obvious here. You're a good kid. There's a lot of pressure to be perfect. Sometimes it's easier to be ourselves around strangers than our own friends. You had no relationship with Jackson? No. Obviously from 2021, this was directed by Patrick Bryce, starring Sidney Park, uh, Theodore uh, Pellerin, and Asha Cooper. And this is about uh, the graduating class at, uh, you know, high school environment at, at Osborne High. And this class is being targeted by a masked assailant 
intent on exposing the darkest secret of each of the victims. And so there are these like breakfast club, like misfit outsiders in the school uh, that kind of bind together to try and stop the killings. So uh, m- much like you said, this, this movie's definitely, it has its imp- imperfections. I don't know if there's one film from 2021 that I'd be like, Oh, 10 out of 10. Exactly. Um, but give, given the prompt here, uh, the setting for me is everything in this movie. Uh, the cold open, I think is pretty awesome. Um, the kid pulling up to the farmhouse, uh, and he's like kind of beat up truck. Um, he's like a high school jock sort of kid. And, uh, then you have your cafeteria scenes. Uh, you've got this, this farm town, you got high school football and it's, it's honestly like it has remnants of like the faculty, that kind of environment, Yeah, uh, a little more rural than that. Um, but you know, Jamie and I are somewhere between the ruralness of this film and a place like the faculty, like where we live is somewhere in between. For sure. <laughs> yep. This is almost seems like rural Indiana or something. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's, it's out there. And there's, there's like a huge emphasis too on like, um, it's almost like a Baptist kind of church, like very, very devout, devout following. Um, so that there are elements of that in the film, but, uh, the theme is really cool. So the, this isn't a, a, a giveaway, but like the mask in this film, uh, is basically like, so the, 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 the killer makes a mask of each of the victims basically. So right. it looks like you're, you're killing yourself pretty yeah. much, which would be so dude, dude. the idea of this. So, when I read the premise of this movie, I was like, this is going to be fucking amazing. Dude, in that cover art, and I remember Entertainment did this, like, promo for it, and the cover art looked amazing. It was red, and it had that farmhouse, that the one <laughs> yeah. in the opening sequence. And, um, like, before I even saw the movie, and I read the premise, too, I was like, I, f- I like this movie. I was like, I am Nepotism, in. I'm yeah. in. And then I watched it, and I don't want to say I was, like, disappointed, but I was like, yeah, it was good, yeah. Yeah. My the voice tone. got high, too. I was the like, tone. Yeah, this is good. My thing was the tone wasn't when I read the synopsis, I was like in my mind, I had a different tone for it. it it's fine. It, it plays as more of a, uh, a show like the characters and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. So pretty little liars or something. Yeah. In the friend group, uh, in this one, like I related to, I honestly, I feel like I related to the friend group in this one more than the friend group in the new scream. I'd say. Okay. Um, and I've got another film I'm going to talk about that I think did an even, even better job than this, but I love that ensemble ensemble. Like can't like, uh, you know, you've got your, it's a whodunit. It's a whodunit. Yeah, it's got all the things we love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to see films now embrace, um, other cultural relevancies that didn't exist in the eighties. Exactly. You know I mean? This is something you, you wouldn't have seen these issues yeah. that are confronted in this. You wouldn't have seen those. No, not at all. And that, yeah. and that's even in the early nineties, you wouldn't have seen some of these issues. No. And that's part, that's part of what I really enjoy about this is there's like a point to it. Yeah. And that's part of what it, it you kind of get, it kind of gets lost because they like sort of overdo that. But at least there's like that intent of this movie, which is like, they're trying to make a point on it, it's social commentary. It's social context. Um, so there's a point to it. Um, I don't want to ruin what that point is, but I think that's what a lot of people didn't like about it. Yeah. Like if you read the negative reviews, get off your fucking high horse. Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. But you know, I, I think it's cool to, to see this genre, you know, exploring those concepts. And I think, I think it was, uh, a well, you know, well done film, a cool concept. The kills are super cool. The mask is cool. Um, and each scene, uh, it's pretty scary. and It's pretty original. So 
Yeah, I mean, I like the setup for each scene. I like how um, the so the premise. I don't know if maybe I missed you say this. The premise of it is that uh, they're killing people with their hidden secret. Yeah, they're exploiting somehow the killer whatever, knows their yeah, yeah knows their, their darkest deep, secret. Yeah, yeah, deep secret. So this is this is a pretty good movie. There's someone inside your house from 2021 uh, by by Patrick Bryce, and you can find this on Netflix. Um, yeah, so that's my number five, man. Yeah, this is a good one, and I think if you go into it with the expectation that we just set for you, I think you'll dig it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because somebody on our Discord, it might have been Chris Obert again, had said that he doesn't really watch Netflix horror, just kind of doesn't even think about it for horror um, in yep. these days. And I've noticed on my list, like I have quite a bit of Netflix because it's like, maybe it isn't that that bad or maybe it's just because it's Netflix and it's kind of pumped into your veins. Yeah. All right, so let's go to my number four. I mean, um, Netflix for us, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, I know you're getting into number four, but yeah. you know how our parents are always like, did you TiVo that? Like the first recording device ever was TiVo. So that's just yeah. what people... That our, our parents oh, sure, call yeah. like a DVR. Um, that's going to be us in like 30 years. It's like, oh, did you watch that on Netflix? And our kids are going to be like, dad, it's called yeah. Bean Sprout now. You Whatever fucking the fuck idiot. it's called it yeah. back or in those days. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All good. All right. So my number four is going to be, this is actually one episode of a TV show uh, that you and I watched together. We had uh, somebody that's in this episode on our show uh her name is naomi grossman the show is american horror stories which was the anthology like a one-off anthology uh series that they did it doesn't have a continuous story um and the episode is drive in it's the third episode from this anthology series concerned about the violent content on our society. You said that your film would break people's souls. Don't look! Anyone who saw it would be damaged forever. I was promoting my movie. American Horror Stories Drive-In, now streaming exclusively FX on Hulu. Yeah, this is a good one, man. You remember this one, right? Yeah. So I didn't like... American Horror Stories. I didn't like it as a whole. Um, it was very hit or miss, mostly miss. But this episode is so fucking fun, dude. Um, who doesn't love the drive-in? You and I hold... The, the drive-in holds a special place in our heart because we have one so close. Uh, we love to go. And last year, we were going quite a bit because nothing new was being released. And our drive-in kept doing these, like, fucking horror, like, double features and yeah. shit. The yeah, thing but, and Christine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We went and saw that, and I think we went and saw, like, we took the we kids to see there, yeah. Beetlejuice or something, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, this kind of came in the shadow of that, reminded me of the times of the drive-in. Um, the premise of the episode is there's, like, this movie that John Carroll Lynch made who, like, if he's in something, you know he's a bad guy, right? Um, so yeah. he's this filmmaker who made this fucking movie that, it's cursed. So if you watch it, you die, you start killing people, everybody kills each other. Yeah, it's sort of like The Ring, but a zombie apocalypse version of The Ring. But, and also, <laughs> it's instant. Um, so, yeah. like, there was only one showing of it ever. That showing, uh, apparently everybody died. So Naomi Grossman is, like, the survivor of this, what took place in the, I don't know, what, early 90s or something. So now this this drive-in run by 
the fucking amazing Adrian Barbeau um, has like this last copy of this movie. So like there's people lined up around the block. People are buying tickets in advance to come to this. Um, Adrian Barbeau is like, well, now I'm not sure if it's even going to show up or not. Like there's all these people there, you know, (laughs) and they're like, that's not an option. Uh, But Naomi Grossman's outside the fence, like telling everybody like, you need to leave. You're going to die. She's like the uh, one person picketing. Um, so yeah. And then from there, a lot of fucking mayhem ensues. Um, Adrian, Adrian Barbeau meets her death in an amazing way. The effects are great in this episode. The acting is fine. Um, directed by Eduardo Sanchez, who did, uh, a little movie you might've heard called the Blair Witch Project. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, really, really a lot of fun. And if you haven't seen this, which I don't blame you because American horror story as a whole is something that's kind of, I feel like lost its luster and everyone's like, ah, uh, so then they're like, Oh no, we're making an anthology, uh, season. And everyone's like, ah, yeah, but yeah, no, this one's worth checking out. That's kind of how I felt about it. And I, I don't know if I would have watched this episode had Naomi not agreed to be on the podcast and I did it in preparation for that. And I'm so glad I did because it's great and it's got a lot of throwback and cool references and great characters and. Um, I think it was yeah. back episode 45. We, we interviewed Naomi. Um, she's a total sweetheart. It was great having her on. Um, and, uh, I think you guys would dig this episode as well. I also very, very much enjoyed it. And it's, gr- it's grisly as hell, man. Like it it's really, is, really, yeah. really like, uh, it's nasty. Well, one thing, um, American horror story does not do is cut back on violence. No, they won't hesitate, which is good. And no. you can watch this on Hulu FX, whatever the fuck. All right. Cool. All right, I'm going to go with my number four here. Um, so I hadn't seen this until preparing for this episode. Um, not because I what didn't want to see it, but I uh, felt <laughs> I needed to vet whether or not this was one of my favorites, and it certainly was. So I'm going with the Candyman sequel that came out in 2021, directed by Nia DaCosta. Candyman. The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. <laughs> Let's go. It's funny you say that because we've been putting this episode off for like a month and it's because we've been trying to like push to watch yeah, some of this shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I was pretty captivated by this, uh, starring, uh, yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen. Uh, he did an amazing job. Um, Tayona Paris, Nathan Stewart, Jarrett. Um, Nathan's character was kind of the comic relief. I believe he was the, uh, the brother, uh, of, uh, Tiona in this movie. Um, but, I don't know if I I missed out on the marketing or didn't do my research. I must have just not done my research. I didn't realize this was just going to be like a true sequel, but it really, really is. Um, it's a sequel to the horror film Candyman from 92. Is uh, there any reboot in there? Yeah, it's it's a very interesting hybrid of of a reboot. So this sticks sequel. to the new formula of the requel? Yeah, dude, <clears throat> it, it honestly did such a good job of making sure it introduced new themes and also took care of past nostalgias, 
um, and rooted in this like real artistic, uh, flashy looking uh, film style. So, I mean, it looks great, um, super stylish. Uh, there is a cool sort of twist in it, and they brought back actual like characters from the original Candyman that were kids in that movie that are now adults and like that oh, actual person nice. isn't, you know, in, in the movie. Cool. Uh, so again, they gave a shit, you know, much like we were talking about scream. Um, they cared to make certain, uh, nods, you know, Candyman did this, that same thing. So they really did care, which was super cool. You can't touch some of these movies if you don't have the right intentions, yeah. you know, it's like, get your grubby mitts off it. I know, man. <clears throat> Luckily we haven't had that happen. I feel like everyone's been, uh, yeah, We're killing it. Yeah, I have yet to see this. So, the protagonist uh, has a bit of a—I don't want to give too much away—but he's got a little bit of a descent into madness, um, and it's very, very uh, real and palpable, and it's physical and emotional and mental, and he just really acts the hell out of the part. There is a part where he gets this like bee sting. However, this is my one qualm with the movie. I, as a person that has to drive around with an EpiPen in my car because of bee allergies, yeah. I'm just going to state this now. If you ever get stung by a bee and your skin reacts this way, go to the fucking hospital. Don't let it linger. Just don't let it linger for the amount of time that this guy did. Go to the hospital. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but there was a ton of uh, social context uh, in this about gentrification, social context related to police brutality, social context. Uh, I mean, fuck, Jamie, so Jamie and I lived in Chicago uh, your office still for the company you work for is at 600 West Chicago, which is a stone's throw away of where Cabrini Green used to be. I think I, I used to walk through there all the time to go to lunch. And I think one of the towers from Cabrini Green might have still been standing when you started. And I think there was, was like a whole chunk still around. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So the nostalgia of that, too, um, for me uh, is relevant here um, just because, you know, for Jamie and I as people and friends um, and horror lovers. You know, like actually had some, not exposure to it, but we saw it, you know. What's funny is there was this place called Big and Littles that was on diners, drive-ins, and dives. And it was uh, like you had to, to get there from my building, you had to walk through what was left of Cabrini Green. Yeah. And every time I'd walk through there, I'd be like, why am I going to this overpriced place that should not be be this expensive? Because Guy Fieri was there. Also, (laughs) uh, I'm scared because I'm in Cabrini Green. Yep. But uh, that's my number four. Talk kick it to you, man. So you are on number three. Number three. All right, so I'm going to go to a movie starring somebody that you might have heard of, Barbara Crampton. Uh, This movie is Jacob's Wife. How do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? You make plans for things. Life happens. I want to live a bigger life. You know, Anne, I am surprised that you wound up marrying Jacob. Whatever happened to the adventurous Anne? Oh, this is so tempting. I just can't. So this was directed by Travis Stevens. It stars Barbara, Barbara Crampton, of course, Larry Fessenden, uh, Robert Russler, who plays uh, Ron Grady in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Did I tell you I reached out to him to see if you wanted to be on the no. show? I did. 
You say, up yours. <laughs> Still not him. <laughs> oh, fuck it up every time. Um, all right, so this movie, um, Anne is married to a small town minister. She feels her life has been shrinking over the past 30 years. Um, and she encounters somebody called the master. So uh, her husband is a... Um, her husband, Jacob, is a pastor in a small town. I'm speaking of Indiana, I think this play takes place in rural Indiana. Um, but it opens up in this church with, like, Jacob giving a sermon. And you can tell that Anne, played by Barbara Crampton, is very um, very preacher's wife, you know? Because as in the religious community as a whole, I guess, women are told to be subservient. You know, be a good servant to your husband. Uh, you have all these, like, things you have to live by, right? Uh, like, the way you have to be as a wife. Um, so I think that any woman could probably relate to how she feels where I think you can tell she feels kind of like trapped in this life, you know, yeah. uh, there's mentions when she meets, uh, Grady, uh, his character, when she meets him, he even kind of says like, I never really saw you as somebody to settle down, you know, to be a preacher's wife. And she says, well, you know, uh, after my mom passed, like he was very good to me and, he was there for me, comforted me. I think she just kind of settled into that comfort, you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyways, something changes in this movie uh, once she meets the master. And uh, it's a vampire movie. I'm not going to hide that. Um, but it's a vampire movie in a way that, like, I've never really seen. Um, she is slowly, like, earning, like, learning this new you know, sensual lifestyle where like she's starting to love life, the lust of life, and she's uh, experiencing new things and enjoying it. And uh, it's not all bad, you know, like the... Yeah, she has a definite arc. And it's probably she does. wild that it's like something that represents evil when she's married to this person that's supposed to be good. And there's that whole like, all right, you're you're with good right now and you're miserable and that are, you have this exposure to this quote-unquote evil entity and you're starting to feel freedom and happiness like so what's the right answer and it's funny because before um she becomes a vampire she is you know she's just you you notice all the mundaneness of life she's watching him brush his teeth and she's like eh, you can see the contempt that she yeah. has and <laughs> there's a moment where he's sleeping and he's snoring and she's like rolling her eyes and then he like rolls over and gets close to her and she's like ugh you know, like it's probably yeah. like our wives are, you know, she's such a good actor too. Oh, like, she's, yeah, she's honestly amazing. her and uh, Larry Fessenden and both like, they've just fucking killed in this movie because the acting is like, but all the care, both of those characters are so three dimensional. Uh, this could easily have been, you know, eh. um, but the characters really carry this one. It's and like, that's really funny too. There's, but subtle it's, you know, it's not like yeah. this is a horror comedy in the way they should be done. It's not slapstick. It's not over the top. There's little things like, this this line should be the tagline of the movie. Uh, there's a moment where uh, there, there's this vampire who's attacking Larry, and she says, uh, I'm going to tongue fuck a hole in your neck until I puke blood. <laughs> Jesus. And it's one of those lines where you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, Barbara, Barbara Crampton says that? No, no. Oh. And there's a moment towards the end when, like... Oh, the vampire attacking Larry says this. <laughs> correct. There's a moment towards the end where, like, somebody's being in a stranglehold, there's a vampire behind them or something, and they're just trying to, like, slash. You just hear, like, tsh, tsh, tsh. it's so funny. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, this movie, dude, so goddamn good. 
the master who essentially is Dracula, like the lead vampire. Um, very, it, you don't see this too often. It's the Barlow, um, yep. Nosferatu type of vampire, you know, which I love. I love that throwback. Peter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Peter. Um, I've not seen this. I, I really need to check it out. Um, especially for how much I adore Barbara Crampton and for sure. Yeah. Got to check it out. Yep. Um, but the head vampire is a female, which is amazing. Uh, different take on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, so it's female master. So she's kind of trying to relate to Barbara Crampton there at the end. Um, so, yeah, no, it almost gets a little, um, what's that show? Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch that. I heard it was really funny, though. It's, so it's, it's a different tone, definitely. But the premise is kind of the same. Like, he's kind of trying to adapt with her and still be a good husband while dealing with this evil yeah. person that he lives with now. It's the same kind of concept. It's that exact concept. <laughs> yep. Huh. All right. So I got to check it out. And where can that one be found? Uh, so this one is on Amazon somewhere. Okay, cool. It's for free. Maybe shutter. All right. Very good. All right. So I'm going to go with my number three, which is a film um, called the manor. I wasn't ready for this change, but my prognosis isn't good. You don't belong here. Don't worry, I'll be okay. Whatever's coming next, I don't want my family to see me like that. How do you like your new home? It's beautiful. Takes a bit of time, but you'll fit right in. Anyone there? Are you okay? Last night, I saw something. What was it? Not being able to distinguish between what's real and what's a dream. So this was directed by Axel Caroline, starring Barbara Hershey, uh, Bruce Davison, Nicholas Alexander. And um, this movie is about uh, a woman who just on her 70th birthday suffers like a really kind of mild stroke. Um, and she reluctantly moves into this like really old, old, um, Gothic looking like historic nursing home. Uh, and once she moves into this nursing home, she becomes convinced the supernatural force is killing off the residents sort of one by one. Um, so this movie was an unknown for me. And until I started doing research for this, I was looking, uh, at, the descriptions for all the movies I hadn't seen from 2021. And, and I saw this one. And I was like, no, I, I got to watch that one. Um, and man, like this is like a little, like a little banger. It's like a good one, man. Like it's not, it's, it feels like it's pretty low budget under the radar. Um, I love this one. You stole it from me, but man, like I honestly, this, this could easily be an episode of like X files. Um, it's twilight zone all the way for me. Yeah. Uh, and I love that about it. And it's, yeah. it's very, it's, it's scary in, in the right times. It's funny in the right times. Um, it's actually a much more sinister version of that. Do you remember the Twilight Zone movie? And there's that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the nursing home, all the I know exactly what you're talking kids. about. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a much darker version of that. Yeah. Uh, but the atmosphere is, it's good. It's spooky. Um, and, and. As the spectator, you're you're looking at this whole thing, 
and you're wondering because she's she's only 70 you know my dad's like a year away from being that age yeah she looks damn good for her age too. she does yeah. um and she checks she's herself got that, into like this... mick garris hair going on <laughs> she, she really does but she checks herself into this nursing home and you're like why are you doing this that's like and when you see who her roommate is when she first gets there it's like if I walked in and I, I would, I'd be like, I'm out. Like, why is she doing this? The grandson even says like, this is not the place for you. Yeah. Um, but it's, <laughs> so it's interesting because you, you come to find that she has, uh, I believe it's Parkinson's that's starting to advance. And they're like, look, you're going to be in a point soon where you, you can't take care of yourself. Your memory's going to start to fade. And then you get caught in this moment of like, is her memory going? And cause it's told from her perspective and you're like, is she telling the truth or is this like, is this her memory that's, that's going? Um, and that's kind of what you as the viewer kind of have to grapple with. Uh, and you're, you're questioning the reality of, of the story that's uh, being told in front of you. But the payoff um, at the end, uh, I think is it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, it could be considered hokey by, by some, but like if you, if you just push your chips in the middle of the table and you're like, no, I'm fucking into this. Like, and you, just let it roll like you'll enjoy it i i certainly did i felt like it was fitting for the movie that you just watched i felt like it was fitting i didn't feel like it was ridiculous i, I completely agree yeah. man um but it had vibes i thought i thought of the skeleton queue i was watching this um and it's a it's pretty quick i felt like it was like an hour and 20 minutes uh and it was quick and to the point and super enjoyable and like honestly this might have been Oh, this was almost my number one. I didn't put these in any specific order, but like this caught me off guard so hard. I was like, man, all right, I dig this. Yeah, this is easily one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, and yep. it's, it's just like, it's simply fun, dude. Yep. It's so like, like you said, it's tight. Uh, I don't really see any moments where you're like, this could be cut out or shortened. Um, the relationship with the grandson is just so good. I love that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like he has like, you know, you can tell he's a huge horror fan, like listening to like horror music and yep. has a shockwaves pin on his backpack. So yeah, no, I love this pick, dude. And uh this was actually gonna be my like I think it was gonna be my number three or two. And then I double checked the list that you had sent me and I was like, wait a second, it's on there? Cause you had switched your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you updated it, you fucked me. And I didn't send you the updated list until this afternoon. As but, I was watching the manor, I think, to <laughs> take my notes. So this was an Amazon original movie, though. Um, so if you've got Amazon Prime, that comes with the uh, $100 annual, whatever it is, uh, you, you get this movie. So And there's like another manor on there, right? Yeah, this is from 2021, an hour and 21 minutes. Yeah, there's yeah. a different one on there. Don't watch that one. The yeah. one that's not from 2021. And don't... <laughs> I also confuse this with the resort that came out in 2021, which I watched four minutes at the beginning of and was not pretty a good shitty. Movie. The yeah, resort, dude. I always what? see the picture on like streaming, but yeah, leave it at a picture. Don't click. Okay. You don't want any emotion. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So that's my number three. So we're heading to your number two. Nice, dude. All right. So my number two this is going to be a TV show, uh, but the whole show this time. And this is Netflix again Midnight Mass. Welcome home, honey, where you belong. Is this the place we used to love? Is this the place that I've been dreaming of? I know you struggled with what 
help is here. Good morning. I know I'm not who you expected to see. Just know I'm only here to help, and I look forward to meeting you all. So this is uh, Mike Flanagan's, this is his finest hour to me. Oof. Man. This show to me is the best thing he's done. Um, unreal, this show. So it starts off, we've talked about it before, it, you know, it starts off a little bit, you could say slow, um, definitely character building heavy. It's methodical though. <clears throat> like Very can, much there's so. There's not, not one scene is wasted. Nope. Even, even uh, shots where he pans across something, it's like, oh, there's going to be relevancy in that physical location at some point. Like nothing is fucking wasted. And it fe- there's so much space, it feels like it's just... Oh, let's get stylish and sexy about it, but it's not. Like, it's so deliberate, the whole thing. Yeah, and the characters are just so, you know, they're so well-developed and... Um, so well-acted, too. So earnest, and yeah. I'm, so, uh, the premise of the show, if you haven't seen it, an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Uh, which leads me to Hamish Linklater... As Father Paul, who is fucking... Dude, kills this. I know you can't get Oscars for TV, but he deserves one. (laughs) So fucking good. Uh, I would let him babysit my kids tonight. (sighs) Dude, even as the the show progresses, I would let him (laughs) babysit my kid. Uh, Zach Guilford is Riley. So great. Um, Just those scenes with like him and uh, Father Paul in the... Yeah. When they're doing like their little AA thing that they do. Yeah. Just so, again, those are one of those moments where you might be tempted to pick up your phone, but you just can't because you're, you're so engaged into the conversation. And um, Kate Siegel is amazing in everything. Oh, my gosh. She does such a great job in this one, too. Yeah. Uh, we get to see Henry Thomas again. He's the dad of Zach, <clears throat> who plays Riley. And the relationship between Riley and Aaron that develops... All those interpersonal relationships the whole time on this island are just so good. You have the crazy fucking religious lady um, who resembles the woman from the mist, essentially. And, um, what a, dude, I don't know what else to say about this movie. It's just, or yeah, this show. It's just there's, so... There's, there's a payoff. Um, so if you started the, the series and, and didn't understand where it was going and started to trail off, uh, stick with it Ooh. because... There, there's a really significant payoff, um, and there is uh, an evolution to the story that you don't see coming, um, and things really take a hard left turn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I think this is Mike Flanagan's uh, finest hour. Uh, he also did Haunting a Hill House, Haunting a Blind Manor, um, which have similar, uh, I guess, similar like storytelling um, attributes and qualities. So if you enjoyed those. Um, you'll most certainly enjoy this. Undoubtedly. Most certainly. Yep. The only person that would kind of uh, relate to what you just said, like watching it and then being two episodes deep, like this is going nowhere, I'm shutting this off, I think would be people who hadn't seen his previous work. Yeah. You know? Because if you've seen his previous work, you know some good shit's coming. Yeah. So. I'm in love with this. I am too. And I know I said no 10 out of 10s from 2021, but this might be a 10 out of 10. Well, I think you were thinking of movies, which I pretty much agree with you, but yeah. Yeah, as, as shows go, yeah. Man, great pick. Great pick. All right. Um, so I'm going to go to my number two, which is also a TV series. 
So I'm going to go with Dexter New Blood. Is there a problem, officer? James Lindsay, huh? Jim. I'm going to need you to step out of the vehicle, sir. So Dexter New Blood, created by Clyde Phillips, um, starring our buddy Michael C. Hall, uh, also starring Jack Alcott and Julia Jones. So this is set 10 years after Dexter Morgan of Miami went missing um, in, I think it was Hurricane Laura. So now he's living under a newly assumed name in upstate New York, uh, which is a part of a town called Iron Lake. So it's very far from, from Miami. Uh, in a lot of different ways. But uh, I was not really looking forward to this reboot. Um, Dexter is one of my favorite shows. Um, but the the way that show went downhill, the way it ended, I just was not, I was not over eager to experience this. Yeah, I get that. I just wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I felt so resentful toward myself. But I, I'm so glad I watched it when I did because it was like, first snowstorm really of the year hits oh perfect i was like you know what i'm just gonna throw this on the setting and environment here is is bliss it is honestly gilmore girls or like a hallmark movie style town like if you are like jamie and i or your midwest people and you like the seasons and you like the snow like jamie and i do like holy shit i just want to live in this town and it's so attractive for for multiple reasons it's small town everybody knows each other um, but, and I found it mid snowstorm and I, I remember, I, I think I was, <laughs> I know you we just, we're talking about it, but Chris, I think I texted him. I was like, I'll fucking, I will move to this town right now. Um, but the characters are great. Um, his love interest, uh, is great. There's some reintroduction of some past characters, which is great. Uh, the bad guys, I always think, uh, shows and movies are, uh, are extra good when, when you really feel hatred toward the the bad guys yeah. and you're like oh that person's despicable and it's so well acted that you just like have a physical bodily response to certain yeah it's characters. like if I saw that person you know in person I'd want to kick their uh, ass I'd spear yeah. that fucker in the middle of the grocery store if I saw him walking <laughs> exactly <past>. yeah <laughs> um, but that's how you feel about these uh, these characters for sure um, and honestly I was like I said I was not looking forward to this and I, I was really really pleasantly surprised um, I thought the end was pretty solid. Uh, I won't give away too much um, just because um, I don't want to do that. But uh, this was on Showtime, obviously, um, and I binged through it. And literally, I think I got through it in three days uh, and it uh, it really captivated me. So I, I dug this. Yeah, I'm only a few episodes in because I've been uh, doing that thing where I'm watching it with my wife, which always extends a show pretty yeah. long. Well, we started watching Yellow Jackets and then that was that. Um, but we're going to jump back in. But I, I was all in from that. Like you're oh, saying, dude, like do from it the now. beginning, I it's was like, man, I'm in. It's what, four degrees outside right now? Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I love that town so much. Yep. I was like, where, like, is there a uh, hunting supply shop nearby that I can work at? <laughs> yeah. I Who mean, needs his, a whole gun? Li- his whole life is just like so, so simple. And yeah, yeah. Him getting up his routine, just like feeding the goat and going to work and shoveling the driveway and salt in the driveway. Man. Yeah. Like, dude, just so simple. His routine is so different. Oh, I'll. I'll pull my car hearts up right now, put my boots on, yeah. and go to my farmhouse in Iron Lake. Is that the name of the town? Iron Lake, Iron yeah. Lake. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, but that's my number two, so we're, we're already to your last one, man. All I'm right, sad. so we're, no, we're to our last one. Our last one? We have the same last one? I mean, oh, you're yeah, number yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Okay. I should probably do mine first. Because of sequence, right? Yeah, because to be honest, I switched mine to the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Because right. so the way that I fashioned this list is kind of like my favorite moments of the year. I had my, my favorite TV show, Midnight Mass. Uh, the Night House was one of my favorite mysteries to unravel. Uh, Jacob's wife was just a, a joy to fucking uncover and find because I just love that movie so much. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite experiences of the year. Um, it's going to be Fear Street. We're all cursed. The witch is real. She put a curse on Shadyside. She's been possessing people, turning them into killers to take revenge on the town. It happens to Shadyside over and over. Bad things happen here. You can't stop her. Your best chance is to run from this place. Hello? Hello? And, um... I won't go too into depth for 94 for sure. We'll just go ahead and uh, jump to you. But I just wanted to say real quick that this is one of those moments that like we haven't had, I don't think, uh, since Netflix has been around where it's, okay, we're going to release these three movies. It's one continuous story. We're going to release them um, it was two week weeks by week. Apart, or yeah. I, I think it was three a three-week event. Yeah. And it was one of those things where like on social media, everybody was excited. I know that even my wife was excited, you know, for every Friday for the new one to come out. And it's just something that was really fun to experience in a year that was really weird and fucked up. And, uh, yeah, there's flaws. They're not perfect. Uh, but they were a hell of a lot of fun. And, uh, I was all in rewatched them, uh, this week and liked them even more. Yeah. I, so my, my final pick, um, initially when I sent you my list, I said I was going to go with, uh, fear street of 94 as my number one. Um, it was my favorite of the three sequences. Um, and I think back when we first did this, I said that uh, the summer camp one was my favorite, but rewatching them this week, it's definitely 94. Uh, I'm a nineties kid. You know, I was born in 87. Like that whole, the whole culture of that story resonates with me more. Um, and I, I just was so captivated. And I remember seeing some marketing about this prior to its distribution and just being like, oh, there's a, there's another Goosebumps 2.0 coming out. This is what I had in my head. Um, yeah, me as well. I didn't know it was going to be so dude adult. And, and I remember exactly w- what I was doing. Um, Joey Marino, our dear friend, was in town, and we were working on music together for a weekend. And the following day, uh, Brittany and I went out to dinner, 
And we came home. Uh, my parents had the kids. And I was like, oh, let's check out this Fear Street thing. And I think she was like, isn't that like Goosebumps? And I was like, I think so, but let's check it out. And I remember the um, introductory sequence, you know, the the Casey Besk- Becker-esque thing that happened. And, and they introduced the pop culture. In the of, mall of all places. Dude, oh, my the God. Mall, the pop culture of the mall with a character from one of the mo- most famous uh, relevant uh, TV series out there in Stranger Things, and uh, it's just a complete She's nod. not going to die. Yeah, no, she's too important, right? Yeah. Um, and it just, from that moment, I was completely hooked. Um, the friend group in this uh, series I really resonated with, um, definitely felt more connectivity to them than, um, than a lot of uh, other friend groups. Uh, and I think they tried to nod to the, like the brother, the brother, the character of the brother. He's like, love that kid. That was yeah. me as a kid, man. Just like playing video games, listening to music that you download on LimeWire. Um, did you do chats with random people in medieval speak? Didn't do that. Uh, can't say I did. Um, but his character's so cool and their, their connectivity and again, the social commentary that, and this came out of nowhere for me. And I, I had no idea I was going to like it this much. And it just slapped me in the face. And I just was completely fixated on it. I couldn't wait till the summer camp one came out. I couldn't wait till the series wrap came out. And, you know, we were f- physically suspended by uh, weeks apart from one another, uh, which was cool. Um, and, yeah, man, I, I completely agree with you. Number one for the year. Yeah, and that, uh, <clears throat> everything about that beginning is just amazing. Yeah. The, uh, what's the store? Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> Everybody's been to Spencer Gifts. You yeah. can relate to all of that. I love how, like, the mall itself has, like, a blacklight theme going on inside. She um, works at B. Dalton's. That's, like, the store she works in. Wait, so he works at the Spencer's, right? That's where, she works that's at where B. the Dalton's. shit goes yeah. down, but that's, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so he works at the Spencer. She yeah. works at B. Dalton's. And that woman's like buying that like uh, horror novel or whatever. And she's like, hey, great pick. And she like explains why. She's like, it's trash smut shit. I'm buying it for my yeah. niece or whatever. <laughs> and she gives her the finger out. She's walking out the door. Uh, it's just like gr- growing up in the 90s and spending so much time in a mall in the capacity in the way that you do. Like I take my kids to the mall now and it's just the experience is so weird. Yeah. Um, and they'll never, they'll never have that. They just, Oh won't. no, no, no. Uh, and I just really appreciate it being captured and reflected upon by people that are our age that are in charge of making these decisions sure. right now, which is cool. And that, uh, that opening scene, it sets like the tone for the whole series I was in. I remember actually I showed you this opening scene one night We were you were about to fall asleep and you had to leave. And, um, I was like, dude, let me show you this opening scene of this. And I was like, it's the, like the, the most screamish thing I've seen since Scream, you know? Yep. Um, and it's done in a way that's not like, it's not offensive as a Scream fan. You're like, oh my God, I love this. You know, like that kill. Yeah, it's great. When he's running up behind her. Yeah. And he, oh my God. It's great. And the Marco Beltrami score, I mean, yep. oh, like he, the way that they use his score is Again, one of those things that like you haven't really seen or heard since Scream, the way that like the different cuts have that score that accompanies, it's just fucking perfect for me. Yeah, and I had some concerns uh after watching the ninety four one and being physically suspended prior to the, the following ones coming out, 
I was like, there's no way this is going to be like turtles in time. You know what I mean? It's going to be like Donatello was, running around with a Western yeah. suit on. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be ridiculous. You're like back to the future when they're in Western. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, once they get to the 1666, like they're, I thought I was going to be out on that. Yeah. And rewatching but, it. I love that. They, they nail each era. They, they, nail, they yeah. nail each time period, um, which is really fucking hard to do. I mean, think wardrobe alone, not, Notwithstanding, you know, um, social, uh, social items, wardrobes, dialects, like all that shit, uh, and you know, set designs and just, they nail it. They really do. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And it could have been a little too long. I'm glad that they cut that kind of in half the last one. Um, and then they give us kind of a wrap up with the whole thing, which it's so good. Uh, Like rewatching it, dude was like, I was like smiling the whole time there at the end. Um, the different things that they go through and the setup for the monsters. Did you have a favorite monster? Um, yeah, I think so. Before I, yeah, go ahead. I I see you have something to say. Yeah. So my wife comes down, I think it was one day this week I was working. Um, and I was like pretty close to the end of the day. And she was like, you still working down here? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I thought you already watched this. And it was like the, uh, summer camp one and 20 minutes later she's like sitting in my work chair with her feet up still watching and I was like I thought you already watched this she's like I forgot how good this was and yeah. I was like no it's really really good yeah that camp Nightwing this is yeah. great that's, so that's the one I was gonna pick is 78 is that that's your favorite sequence I don't know yeah it's hard I, I, that's why I ended up lumping it in as all three because I love all of them yeah and it's hard for me to pick one because like the third one is really uh, like you need that one for the story. Uh, the second one, like who doesn't want summer camp in 1978, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree, but also who doesn't want a grocery store to have the, uh, uh, an intruder style. Oh my God. Scene that, kill, of that kill. Dude. So there's so many homages and oh. throwbacks in this. And that was certainly one of them that, that had to be intruder. Dude, there's no way influence. it's not. It had to be no fucking way. It's not. So, I would say my favorite sequence of the entire series is that uh, the payoff in that um, in in the store, and I love how this series does not hesitate to uh, again be grisly, be nasty. Like no one is safe in any friend group, um, which I think is is uh, interesting. And they they allow like they allow you to feel physically connected, and they allow you to feel physically disconnected from from characters, which is, which is so amazing. And the fact that they're, that everyone's, you know, on the table to, to be off at any point in time, I think just makes it that much more like you give so much more of a shit, uh, as you're watching it. So I completely agree, man. Um, 94, I think is my, my favorite segment, but love the whole series. Um, and you asked me what my favorite monster. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta go with like, uh, from 94, the guy with the axe, the Jason Voorhees-looking guy, like the sack mask-looking. Yeah, that's mine, too, because in 7080, that's yeah. pretty much him. Yeah. yeah. But but they're all good, like that fucking baby, like in the last <laughs> one, when he, when they're like, what is that over there? And he's just, like, <laughs> pounding on the candy machines. <laughs> oh. And then Ruby, she's fucking scary, singing that song. Oh, and uh, in the, in the first one, he's like, I don't know. She was like this old timey 
woman and she was like sexy as shit. Uh, yeah, it's really funny too. Yeah. Do you have any runners up that you want to touch before we, we, we wrap? Yeah. Oh, wait. One, I, I got this quote from R.L. Stein and he said, um, in reference to the Fear Street, he wrote the Fear Street novels. Uh, he said they didn't really use that much from the book, but they got the spirit of it. So oh, there you that's go. pretty much uh, high praise from the author himself. So yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure aqu- he's from Cleveland, by the way. He's from somewhere around here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so A Quiet Place 2 is something that was great. I just haven't seen it recently enough. Um, uh, all right, so the one that I left off that actually came out in December of 2020, I think, is The Empty Man. This would have been probably my number one, number two. Fury Street was going to be my number one. Um, it's heavy as hell. A fucking mind fuck of a movie. Um, it goes places you never see coming. I got to a point, like, at the beginning there, like, the initial bridge whistle blowing or blowing into the bottle thing. I was like, Oh boy, I, I know what this is. Like, I don't, I don't know that I even need to see the rest. And uh, then, then peek underneath, yeah. dude. Yes. <laughs> Look under L- the hood. Lift up the hood. Yep. <laughs> because the engine is a lot more complex than you think. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen the empty man, it's on HBO. Uh, phew, fucking get in there. Yeah. Um, so a runner up, I flirted with putting on my list, um, was wrong turn. So have you seen that? Yeah. Man. It's good. Yeah, it is. I was really it's, surprised by that. I, I too was surprised. Um, it's long. It was all, I think it was like almost two hours. Oh, I, was, I didn't uh, even really notice. Yeah. Yeah. And those places you are not expecting. No, it's like a four, one of those four act films too. Um, so it doesn't have like a tr- traditional storytelling sort of pulse to it. But that's kind of what's cool about it is, is, is the film's pretty chaotic and you're like the sense of time isn't really 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 defined and after like thinking about it for two or three days i think that was my one grip with the movie was like all of it happened so fast that it was like you had these people that completely changed their arcs and their their lifestyles within like days yeah that ending is a little like okay now yeah yeah um so hulu is killing it right now for kind of the independent horror movies that you wouldn't typically get to see Uh, i watched this movie on hulu called censor which is easily one of the better movies I've seen this year. Uh, yeah. British horror, really fun. Not, I'm sorry, not fun. Uh, that movie's actually pretty disturbing and fucked up. Um, Gaia is a really good movie that everybody should check out. Uh, that takes place in a South African jungle. We love our yeah. South African friends. Um, that one is kind of a mother nature is pissed that you're treating me this way and I'm going to fuck you up. Um, and then... Dude, we would be totally remiss to not mention Slumber Party Massacre, which was so fun. The yep. release was a huge surprise. Um, we got to, to chat with our friends that are in it. Uh, Michael, Potter's, who's, Michael Potter, who's one of our better friends from this uh, whole experience, uh, he was in it, and he had a huge role, and it was so fun to see him kind of. And he did um, such a great job. Yeah, and the whole movie was, like, Dineshka killed it. Like, the movie is fucking perfect. Yep. And then, I guess... We haven't mentioned the H word, but Halloween <laughs> yeah, well, just didn't that's make That's why I cut. touched on it when yeah. I did, yeah. Not saying we didn't enjoy it. Definitely enjoyed it a lot. I felt, also I felt like there's no need to talk about it. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Everyone's seen it. We've talked about it a lot. So we wanted to explore some other stuff and hopefully get some uh, other recommendations into your hands. For but, sure. Uh, yeah, if you've not seen Slumber Party Massacre, it was on sci-fi. I, I don't know that it's streaming anywhere now, but I haven't looked. You know, I'm sure we can get a, our hands on some physical media yeah. copies of it. So if you if you're if you've not seen it, you're dying to let us know. We'll 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 buy you 
we'll buy you a drink. We'll buy you a copy and we'll, we'll get it to you. So, well, we hope you guys dug this one. We've got some really great content upcoming. We are going to have uh, Emily Bennett return to the show and her fiance and uh, um, filmmaking partner, Justin Brooks, uh, are getting ready to launch a new brand new film called Alone With You. It's going to be in theaters February 4th and then video on demand February 8th. Barbara Crampton is in that movie as well. She is. And you and I got a sneak peek of this movie and it is. It's great. Uh, So we can't wait for you guys to see that. So we'll. We'll be releasing that episode pretty hot on the heels of this one. But we hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, We appreciate you listening. We appreciate all the comments and feedback. Let us know uh, what we missed, what you agree with, what you disagree with. Uh, And uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll see you next time. Love you.